Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hate to break it, you're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it, we're short or brown or round or we're quick. I've got a feeling we are up to something here. Deborah Francis-White, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we pillage the globe for preposterous practices, weird ways, and cray-cray customs of the human race. This is the show in which we find out that the Japanese word yugen means a profound, mysterious sense of beauty of the universe and the sad beauty of human suffering, but never find out what kafifi means. (laughs) To help solve this problem, please welcome on my left, playing for Leila Goliath, Leila Hussein and Abigail Shimon. And on my right, playing for the winning team, Bisha Kayali and Phil Wang. So, panelists, what makes you diverse, Abigail Shimon? Uh, as a child, I was hit in the head with a softball causing a small dent on my forehead and some frontal lobe damage, but I never became a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) That is diverse. Layla Hussein, what makes you diverse? I don't even know how to follow that up. (laughs) Oh, what makes me diverse? Oh, I call myself the Cosmo child. So I'm Somali, and I grew up between Saudi Arabia and Italy. When you say between them, you mean geographically between or yeah, back and forth? Yeah, I remember shopping at night time. And for me, shopping daytime was actually quite strange for me. So I still appreciate the idea of shopping daytime. So yep, that's... Why is shopping at night time? Well, as you know, in Saudi Arabia, women can't go out without a man to go shopping with. So my mum had to wait for my dad to come back from work. So I associated shopping with night time. Oh, God, this is going really dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Hey, I get to live in uh, one of the most diverse cities in the world, London. So, yay. Yay. For now. Uh, (laughs) 
And the winning team, Bisha Kayani, how are you, Diverse? Hello. I uh, hate to poop the party, but I also grew up between Saudi Arabia, uh, Pakistan and London. So I know all about the night shopping. Also, because it's well hot, the shops are open super late. Mm. I framed it that way. I forgot about the dudes got to be around to leave the house thing. (laughs) I also have a badly broken coccyx that fixed itself incorrectly. That's my tailbone. I know it's a funny word. And so I can't sit for more than an hour at a time. Oh, this show runs at an hour and ten. So, Uh, Phil Wang, how are you diverse and when do you like to shop? I'm diverse as um, I am the only man on this panel and it's about time the male voice was heard. (laughs) For too long have we been silenced. It's true. I actually met Phil Wang on a panel for International Women's Day where there were more men on the panel than women. And insultingly, he was paid more for that panel as well. No, the panel was equal. There were two ladies and two men, but the chair was unnecessarily a man. Not the actual chair, like the guy who hosted it. We, they weren't sitting on men. That would have been better if... If that had men as That would have been very empowering if all the women were literally sat on men as they delivered the podcast. What makes you diverse, Phil? I grew up in Malaysia. My father's a Malaysian Chinese. My mother is English, French, and Irish. But let's say, for the current climate, English. So, <laughs> I was, um, I was born in Stoke-on-Trent. I lived there for a week. I don't remember much of it. Um, and I think Robbie Williams is the greatest singer of all time. Wow. Good for you. That's what makes me diverse. Excellent. I'm Deborah Francis-White, and I am diverse because I'm a lady person hosting a panel show and making sure that no joke goes uncorrected like a one-man human Twitter. Please welcome in Pedant's Corner our adorable doctrinaire, Ned Sedgwick. Hello. Joanna is the young Mark Hodge. Thank Here you. he is. Ned Sedgwick, have you had any global experiences today? Yeah, I did actually. Somebody emailed in to the Global Pillage team and he asked if Jeremy Corbyn won the election, whether he'd be the first world leader who doesn't seem like he wears shoes. Um, <laughs> I love that people think we know anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just, just a repository for questions. Did you say yes or...? I haven't yet replied because I've been trying to Google it furiously and I haven't come up with anything. Well, let's ask this hive mind. Do you think if Jeremy Corbyn is elected, he'll be the first world leader who looks like he doesn't wear shoes? The answer is no. Um, What about Gandhi? On every episode of Global Pillage, Mark Hodge creates a special jingle based on an ancient folk song that he's adapted for the show because it's both resonant and out of copyright. (laughs) What is today's jingle, Mark? Today's jingle called Jabolshka, and it's uh, Russian. I'll give you some lyrics. They're quite funny. Hey, little apple, but where are you rolling to? How will you get in my mouth and will never come out? Hey, little apple, you are on a plate. My wife bores me, and I'll go find a young girl. <laughs> uh, and could you please give oh, us the music to oh. the So today, that song is called Hey, Ned Sedgwick, please give us the scores. Exactly. Okay, great. The first round is on fruit and veg. All teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with a correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers. Why did ancient Egyptians mummify onions? Uh, The winning team. 
so they could do stir-fries in the afterlife. <laughs> I don't know if the ancient Egyptians stir-fried, but why wouldn't you? <laughs> Leila Galaya? Not to make people cry. Because um, onions make you cry if you mummify them before you cook them. You it takes all the crying juice out of the <laughs> onion. This is science, guys. This is science. This is a, but as Layla knows, it keeps the delicious flavor and nutritional value of the onion. Absolutely. So it can be enjoyed without Which tears. then you can use for the stir fry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Um, oh, is, is, you know how if your fridge is stinky, you put in a little tub of bicarbonate of soda. Mm-hmm. Is it that? <laughs> you don't need to buzz every time. But, sorry, go on. Is it because it captures the sadness of the funeral? Someone just died, and then you put it in an onion. It's Egyptian metaphor. Egyptian metaphor. Okay, okay. All right. So I'm hive... hoping no Egyptian people are listening to this. <laughs> hive, hive mind. Why did ancient Egyptians mummify onions? I don't think there'll be many ancient Egyptians listening. To be fair, <laughs> Egyptians, a, there are a limited Debra, amount of ancient. Jasmine emailed me earlier. Tyson Carmine was very interested in Jay Corbs. Hive mind. Why did ancient Egyptians mummify onions? They thought they were gods. They thought the onions were gods. Okay. They need something lighter than a feather. Why do they need something lighter than a feather? Sorry, when Anubis takes you to the underworld, he weighs your soul against a feather, and there were not a lot of souls that were lighter than feathers, so maybe onion souls were lighter than feathers? Ah, okay. Uh, so when you were taken to the underworld, your soul was weighted to see if it was lighter than a feather? Yeah, it's a big feather. Okay, all right, it's like a big feather. Uh, do onions have souls? I guess when you fry them, that smell, is that the soul? <laughs> Anyone else in the hive mind? They didn't want the daddies to cook. They didn't want the daddies to cook. Ah, so they mummified the onions. That's really deep. That's a pun answer, and some people are really planning to go for that. I can see it. They're like, we know it's wrong, we don't care, we're going for the pun. Uh, So, if you think it is uh, that they thought onions were gods, buzz now. Lighter than a feather, buzz now. You can't buzz, Bisha, for the hive mind. No. It was a solid answer. It was a solid, there was logic behind that a solid one. answer, and yet, unless you're playing for the hive mind, or they didn't want the daddies to cook, buzz now. Yeah. They've, do you know what? They've gone for that. And again, Layla, you cannot buzz. But um, in fact, it's they believed the concentric rings and layers of an onion represented the cosmos. So a bit like the lighter than a feather answer, but not the same. Ned, can you expand on this? They basically mummified everything. Boats, oil, wives, um, (laughs) vegetables, wine, and everything's thought to have had a kind of spiritual meaning as well. So the wine was meant to represent kind of good times, joviality, vegetables. It does represent that. It still represents that today. I said metaphors, right? Yeah, it wasn't quite what you said. (laughs) The answer we were looking for was concentric rings representing the cosmos. And... (laughs) So that's, what, just... that's what I was getting at with the bicarbonate of soda. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not very good at expressing myself, but that's what I meant. Mm. Why might it be difficult to bring up your child vegan in Italy? Why might it be difficult to bring up your child vegan in Italy? Because uh, Leila Galanta. <laughs> it's so good! <laughs> so you're saying just the existence of all the delicious food. Oh, so yeah. I just came back from there a couple of weeks ago and all I did was literally binge on food. So I've been home all week and I've done the exact same thing. <laughs> Uh, the winning team. Do you have an answer? Is it because, like, the smell of pizza cheese? 
But not, you're not even that you have to eat it. But as you walk the streets, yeah. the very air you breathe is cheese. <laughs> um, is it because it's hard to check ingredients because everything's in Italian? <laughs> Are you presuming there that Italians don't speak Italian, Phil? And most of uh, them, I believe, do. I don't know. I don't want to presume. No, no, fair enough. Hive mind, why? There may be a new law um, introduced that means that um, they believe that if you bring your child up vegan, it's child abuse or it's neglect or something like that. I believe that. Child abuse, a new law for child abuse. (laughs) To continue the tradition of following women home. (laughs) To continue the tradition of following women home. Yes, you know, the, the English talks to women about weather, the Spanish about their mother, the Italian men follow them home. So that's why they can't How be vegan. How does that influence them being a vegan? Okay, oh, the woman's right. is meat. Is okay. Okay. Oh, it's getting deeper. No. I want to pursue this women? Yes. line of questioning. It's related to that because the, because the nonna, yeah, the grandmother, she wasn't vegan. Ah, and the Okay, you've got to listen to your grandmother, and she was not vegan in any case in Italy. There's not one vegan grandmother in Italy, okay? Uh, Nonna is not uh, vegan. All right, so if you think it's that your nonna would be very disappointed in you, buzz now. If you think it's something to do with women and following them home, buzz now. Uh, Or if you think there's a new law coming in that will make it child abuse to give your children certain diets, buzz now. That is correct. Uh, is a new law coming in which will not please uh, vegans. Ned, could you tell us more? There were four cases of malnourished children being brought up vegan. But I think part of the problem is there just isn't the same range of vegan foods in Italian supermarkets. I went into an Italian supermarket and their foreign section, this is a big supermarket, their foreign section was one row with, I think, two cans of coconut milk and one thing of noodles. And that was their entire foreign section. Everything wow. else was... Was Italian. It was Italian. So we're not... If you're listening at home, we're not saying vegan diets are unhealthy for children. But if you can't yeah. get the ingredients to make a nutritious diet for your child... Yeah. And so in Italy, rather than putting a bigger section in the supermarket, they're just saying it's illegal to raise your child vegan. <laughs> OK, so it's only a proposed law. It hasn't gone through yet. If you're listening and you object to this, then start writing to your Italian MP, even if you're not Italian. What does the word... Avocado translate as what's the original meaning of the word avocado? The winning team. Green potato. <laughs> <laughs> Green potato. Okay. Uh, oh. Leila Galao. Face mask. Face mask. <laughs> Try it. It's very good. Okay. Uh, did you have something, Phil? Uh, hipster egg. Avocado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in my head, I was like, cojones, but that's a different thing entirely. But something about male genitalia. Okay, all right. Hive mind. What does the word avocado translate as? Testicle. Testicle. That's what I just said. Uh, male genitalia. I just said it a different way. Okay, anything else, hive mind? Lawyer. Lawyer. Avocado. Is that, is oh, that wow. another, I is hope that another you're testicle right. joke? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Okay, so you've got two to choose from. If you think it's lawyer, buzz now. If you think it's testicle, buzz now. <laughs> testicle is the correct answer. But no, that's what I said. We can get a point too. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, don't so, worry, Leila Goliath. Okay. You get nearly as many points as a hive mind. 
Well, uh, Abigail, I did say cojones first, yeah, no, and no, it no, is I'll absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. accurate. Did you know in the audience when you said testicle? How did you know? <laughs> Were you? Oh, oh. oh she, but you are his mind. Today, the hive mind has someone playing who did university challenge, so you... She you must be listen. horrified with this panel. <laughs> <laughs> We might tag you in at some point, if necessary. So where's the word from, Ned, um, or, it's, it's or University an, Challenge contestant? I think I'll answer this one. Yeah. Not just because University Challenge rejected me twice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now, Paxman? Um, <laughs> Avocado. Not, not Paxman, because he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> Can you imagine if Jeremy Paxman every week sat down and went, oh, it's Global Pillage Monday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Series 3 is over. Oh. No, I can't. Sedgwick I really Leeds. can't. Yeah, I can't imagine that, really. No, you're not Leeds. No, you're Nottingham. Sorry, that's your brother. I'm so sorry. I'm, I feel Ray, terrible. Ray, my brother, who's in the audience, yeah. got clo- he got down to the last five of the University Challenge. So they... That's not even my brother talking. It's just a straight... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what, about did, the did you, Rafe, did you get down to the last anything in the University Challenge? Uh, you got down to the last 25? Yeah, I said 20 before I said five, but I said it quiet. <laughs> okay. Anyone on the panel's done University Challenge? Anyone here? Phil Wang, you've probably done University Challenge. I've uh, done University. He looks like he did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> university. That was the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Bisha, did you do University Challenge? No, I auditioned. Did you? Yeah. Did you audition? Like you do a song and a dance? No, you do like a... Shakespeare in a modern. You did oh. like a quiz. Okay. I was failing at the time, so it's really good. You're failing your degree, and you thought... Yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to be in showbiz. <laughs> well, they can't Africa kick you Do they that? have anything like University Challenge in America? Uh, they have Junior Jeopardy. Uh, no, like, so Je- you guys Sounds know like the a... game Jeopardy, where he answers a question. They have Junior Jeopardy for, like, teenagers. No, I didn't. I went to school for musical theatre and am horrible with pop quizzes and fun facts about the world. I don't know why I'm here, to be honest with you. <laughs> they just needed a different accent. That's the only reason why I'm here. And it's the end of the round. Hey, Ned Stedwick, can you tell us the scores, please? The winning team are ironically in last place with five points. Oh. And Leila Goliath and Hive Mind are tied on ten points. Yeah. This is why you shouldn't call your team the winning team, because what? it just starts to sound Back sarcastic. No, but we're always going to be winning. Right, sure. You're always Think still the winning team. Yep. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The next round is everyone's favorite round. Idioms! What is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English fingers on buzzers? In Japan, they say, eaten alone, even sea bream, loses its flavor. The winning team. That it's really painful to be alone. That loneliness will never fully allow the flavor of life to enter your soul. And if you're lonely, you might as well eat gruel <laughs> because nothing can help you. Okay, all right. You might That's need so to stop depressing. now. Before, before we Do you want the question? I wasn't you. listening. What was the question? No. <laughs> Do you need us to call the Samaritans, Phil Wang? <laughs> Do you, you want a hug? hug? No, I, I, I keep an eye on me, but... Uh... <laughs> it means that when eaten alone, sea bream is still something I've never heard of. And... <laughs> Uh, so maintained the same disappointing flavor as it would, but without the pretense of, oh, what a lovely new thing. Okay. Uh, yes, winning team? Uh, I think it is actually more of a commentary on the flavor of sea bream in that even eaten alone, if you don't have, like, ketchup mayo... Mm. <laughs> see, I, I, no had, I had something totally different. Oh, I see, see, see. Sea bream, I thought, eating alone... Not my moaning teenager next to me, bliss. That's what I heard. Right. I like being alone and eating by myself. Because you have a moaning teenager? Yes, she asks yeah. a lot of questions. Does like, she? what is Seabream? Yeah. Uh, okay, hive mind. Eating alone, even Seabream loses its flavour. In Japan, they say that. What would it mean? The more, the merrier. The more, the merrier. Uh, Everything needs the right accompaniment to it. Everything needs the right accompaniment. That she wasn't saying ketchup, I know. <laughs> Accompaniment, yes. Anything else, Hive Mind? Love thy neighbour. Love thy neighbour. Okay. All right. If you think it's the more the merrier, buzz now. If you think it's everything needs the right accompaniment, buzz now. You can't buzz. Sorry. <laughs> if you think it's love thy neighbour, buzz now. It's life is for experiencing with other people. Life is for experiencing with other people. Phil Wang covered that in some depressing detail. Yeah. <laughs> this seems to be a much more positive version of what Phil Wang said. I prefer the way Phil put it. Yeah. <laughs> Phil's was a Smith's cover of this video. <laughs> Basically. His version uh, sounded suicidal. From... Yes, uh, Abigail. But seriously, what's he bring? Oh, it's fish, fish. Oh, why didn't you just say fish? Because the Japanese proverb is very specific. There's a lot of fish in Japan. A lot of, they oh, eat a lot of fish, so there's a lot of nuance around fish. Fish-based fish idioms in Japan. Oh, okay. A lot of fish-based idioms. Fish okay. fish yeah. based. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Um, it's particularly tasty. So even the tastiest dish is shitty when you're crying alone. Okay, <laughs> thanks, guys. The Japanese grade all their fish. They're fish perverts, Japanese. They, they, that's fine to say because I'm Chinese and we hate them. But uh, <laughs> they're our France. 
Um, but they just... They love fish, and they don't even bother seasoning it. Just having it alone is good enough on rice. <laughs> Bunch of weirdos. <laughs> creeps. In Lithuania, they say, you have curly thoughts. What do they mean? You have curly thoughts. The winning team. And it's like, you have saucy thoughts. Saucy thoughts. You have bedtime thoughts. Ah. <laughs> bedtime thoughts. I don't know why I'm doing like a naughty head shake. But I, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'm glad I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Curly yeah. thoughts. Curly thoughts. Because as she's saying it, she's having curly thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it means that you are a creative thinker. Creative thinker? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Uh, is it if you plan to get a bikini wax, you're having curly thoughts? <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right, hive minds. Uh, no, you you're not a weirdo. <laughs> Okay, uh, you're a weirdo. Curly thoughts, anything else? You lose your train of thought a lot. You lose your train of thought. Mm, that's a good one. You're going senile. You're going senile. Oh, wow. You're too ambitious. You're too ambitious. Yeah, post-sex care. Yeah. Oh, post-sex bed hair. Okay. All right, if you think it's... You're a weirdo, buzz now. If you think it's lose your train of thought, buzz now. If you think it's... You're going senile, buzz now. Too ambitious, Buzz Now. Post-sex hair, Buzz Now. <laughs> um, in fact, Bisha K. Ali from the winning team had it. It's a dirty mind. Oh! Well done. The winning team. The winning team is starting to live up to its name. In Spain, they say you're getting the partridge drunk. What do they mean? Lele Galaya. You're getting the pensioners drunk? <laughs> You're getting the pensioners drunk. drunk. Yeah. Okay, getting the pensioners drunk, Abigailia. Uh, you have lost your pear tree, and, and so it's just you and the partridge alone on Christmas dinner, <laughs> getting into the mulled wine. <laughs> the winning team. You're getting the partridge drunk. If someone said that to you in Spain, what would they be accusing you of? Um, go in drinking with Steve Coogan. <laughs> Holy DM just for those who drink with Steve Coogan. Yeah, he's huge in Spain. An ancient Spanish idiom about (laughs) drink. I suppose when he does that tour around with Rob Brydon. The trip. The trip. I suppose they've been to Spain. The new series, The Trip to Spain. Yeah. Oh. Done it. oh, is it? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what it is, getting the partridge drunk. Is, oh. uh... Or you're ruining the meal. You're meant to eat it. Yep. But now it's drunk and flying around in that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you've got your supper drunk before you've managed to cook it. But that should be more directly, like you've ruined the meal, like you made Oh, okay, you've, you've just ruined the, the meal. Okay, so it's an idiom for you've made it awkward now, Grandma. I... I like that one. Can I change mine to no, that one? That's, oh. that's the other team's answer. It's the definition of not your answer. Uh, hive mind, getting the partridge drunk. What do they mean in Spain when they tell you that you've got the partridge drunk? You're a bad influence. You're a bad influence. You're advantage. You're taking advantage. You're lazy. You're lazy. You're trying to drink your problems away. Oh, you're trying to drink your problems away. It's like I'm being lectured by my mother. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad influence, you're taking advantage, you're lazy, and you're trying to trick your problems away, Bisha. Uh, please buzz now if you think it's bad influence. Taking advantage. Lazy. Trying to drink your problems away. Um, in fact, it means you're beating around the bush. 
Oh. Uh, Ned, do you know any more about this? Yeah, so if you get a partridge drunk, you're just, you're just, I mean, I really, I'm beating, I'm getting the partridge drunk with this explanation, I'd say. It's just an ancient idiom. Just an ancient idiom. Uh, so just so you're, an ancient you're, idiom. It's a waste of time, I suppose. Yeah, you just yeah. kill it and eat it. <laughs> Again, t- this is the second time we've upset the vegans in this episode. I am where you are it. <laughs> and it's the end of the round. Leila Goliath have slipped into third place, still with 10 points. The Hive Mind are in second place with 15 points. And the winning team are frustratingly winning with 25 points. The next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared if they read their emails with a question based on their cultural family background. Audience, if one of you has a question for one of the teams, that would be just awesome sauce. The winning team, do you have a question for Leila Galaya? Yeah. In Malay, what would it mean if I were to call you a tin kosong? Do I have to translate it? Yeah. I, I might help a little bit, as long as it doesn't give it away. Oh, you guys don't know Malay? A tin, uh, um, an empty can, if I would call you an empty can. Well, this is going back to some time in my life. Um, <laughs> your shit went down. Um, I would say you're an empty soul. You are an empty can. You are uh, void of any fun. You're no fun. You're no fun, because everyone knows in a can, always a party. Sometimes you open it, snakes. You jump out, it's great. Can of snakes, what fun. Okay, does it mean you're no fun or you have no soul? It's... So if you were to kick an empty can, an empty can is someone who is very noisy, very loud, says the thing a lot, but is uh, ultimately empty. Uh, I thought when I heard it, it's like the saying, an empty vessel makes the most sound. Um, oh, is that yeah. a, does that exist? That, yeah. It's the exact same thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> In fact, the Malay one might just be a translation of that. Well, they did not get it, which means you get points. Thank um, you. So Leila Galaya, do you have a question for the hive mind? Yeah, I'll put it this way. What is thunder over Louisville? What is what? Thunder over Louisville. So this is from America? Over, yes. Over from, what? From Louisville. Uh, thunder over... Louisville. Oh, Louisville. Okay. So but if you're from mind, there, so the, the winning team you... The, the winning team you cannot My people this. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Only the hive mind can answer it. In America, if you were to say thunder over Louisville... I, I, I'll say it's not a saying. It's a thing. What is? It's a thing. What is it? What is it? What is thunder over Louisville? Cider. Cider. Okay. We have one guess for cider. Anything else? A race. A race. And do you mean a running race? Ah, like a great race, like an amazing race. Good. I I was hoping you were going to go in that direction. Um, Yes. A sports drink. A sports drink. <laughs> sports drink. Okay, so, it will so, be after this. <laughs> I'm that. Okay, is it one of those? Don't tell us which one it is. Is it cider, a race, or a sports drink? No. Lundmarsh, sorry? A train. Is it a train? Nope. Oh, what is it? It is the largest fireworks display in North America that happens one week before the Kentucky Derby. It's the kick-up off of Derby Week. And it's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. They uh, put two barges out in the middle of the Ohio River, and they fire fireworks off the barges, and they shut down two bridges and fire fireworks off the bridges, so they make, like, waterfall fireworks off the bridges. And, yeah, it's this huge event. Everyone goes out. Fancy Americans loving (laughs) gunpowder. 
Paint something from my childhood. Never uh, Hive Mind, do you have a question for the winning team? What's your name? Leela. Big round of applause for Leela. Too kind, thank you. In Serbia, when you're referring to the house favourite, who or what are you referring to? The house favourite. Like... The golden child or politickies is what you've said, Bisha. I'm just thinking out loud, mate. Oh, is it like the house red? Like the wine at the restaurant. So, what's your house's favourite? And they... Yeah. No? No. Okay, so you've got one more shot. Is it the toilet? Sorry. Sorry, I didn't hear you say that. It's not favourite. The house favourite. Is it the loo? Or what were you going to say? Like the... The best child. The golden child or the loo? Neither of those. What is it? It's the pet, the house pet. Oh. Everyone loves the house pet, so it's the house favourite. Oh, so it's like your cat or your dog. Oh, oh or your drum partridge. <laughs> I am so going to call one of my cats the house favourite from now on. <laughs> the other one's going to get so jealous. I already know which one it is. Um, and it's the end of the round. In third place, Leila Goliath is still there, but with an improved 15 points. Yay! The Hive Mind have also improved in second place with 20 points, but the winning team is still winning with 30 points. The Hive Mind usually do win because diversity works, and in this case, you've actually got someone from University Challenge, as well as, as well as people from all over the world. So I'm not saying there's pressure on Hive Mind, but I'm saying yikes. <laughs> Next up is the game changer round. For this round, we have just one question about a minority group who successfully rose up and managed to overcome their hardships and throw off the yoke of oppression. This round only contains one question because historically, there are very few instances of this, and when it happens, it's not usually very funny. But it is worth double points, so if you are the losing team, this may be your chance to change the game and throw off the yoke of panel show patriarchy that's been holding you back. I'm looking at you, Leila Goliath. <laughs> now, of course, yeah. what that means is this panel show patriarchy today is, of course, the winning team. Yes. You are the oppressors. Only one of you is a man. I understand yeah. that in your mind you're the only person there, Phil Wang, but uh -huh. uh, you've got a teammate. Sick <laughs> burn. That was the dead. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Who are you um, saying that? I don't know. <laughs> what did disabled Bolivian activists wear in the face of police water cannons when they were protesting for the introduction of disability benefit? The winning team. Oh. Raincoats. Raincoats, okay. <laughs> it's just because the water. Yep, water cannons, okay. Exactly. It's a good answer. Lady Galaya? Well, water cannons are quite forceful, but you want to keep charging forward for the fight. So, uh, scuba gear. Scuba gear? Because they can still look... No, but seriously, if they have goggles on, they can still be like, I'm looking at you, kid. And then maybe they even had, like, windshield wipers installed. <laughs> on the, so windshield. they were like, we got this! Okay, hive mind. Nothing. Nothing? Oh, yeah, okay, good. nothing. Good. Umbrella? Umbrella. What's that? Wellies. Do they laminate goose fat? <laughs> goose fat. Goose fat. Surfing gear. A wetsuit. It's. Deborah, you can't just let them name every single no. thing. No. <laughs> All right. 
I've got a shout out for the one you think it is. There's too many to buzz for, so you just shout out for the one you think it is. One, two, three. Okay, uh, the actual answer is nappies in the face of overwhelming force from the police. Um, So, Ned, could you explain this? When these police, and there are pictures of it, lined up with riot shields and in full riot gear against people in wheelchairs and stuff, they were just wearing nappies to show how powerless they were in the face of this. And it's really, it's amazing imagery. Wow. They also, yeah, round of applause for those guys. Um, They also dangle themselves from bridges in wheelchairs and have been camping out in the street. Mm. Um, It's been going on for for over a year now. Yeah, I've seen the images of people dangling in wheelchairs. All right. The final round is our quick fire round. Teams must buzz if they think they know the answer. Hive mind, if one of you knows the answer, just buzz loudly like a bee. What are you implying if you use a knife to cut your potato in Germany? Murderous intent. (laughs) No. General hunger. No, it's not cooked properly. In in English, in English we say I'm sweating like a pig. In Dutch they say I'm sweating what? Pigs. Uh, Carrots. Carrots is correct. (laughs) Hive mind have scored. What is the national animal of Ethiopia? A goat. was Leila Galaya copying from someone we know as an African woman however you were both wrong it's the lion (laughs) in Germany this Hollywood movie was called The Urban Neurotic what was its English title Sex in the City (laughs) Manhattan oh so close it was Annie Hall sadly you did not say that so close finish this Hungarian joke what do you call a man who wakes up early in the morning to bake bread, but is not a baker? Phil Wang. <laughs> a job's worth. A job's worth? Yes. Whipped. No. no. Uh, apparently the answer is no, it is a baker. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, very funny if you're in Hungary. Uh, who is known as Topolino in Italy? Mickey Mouse. Yep. Mickey Mouse. Uh, two hive minders got it first. It is Mickey Mouse. And it's the end of the show. Unfortunately, Leila Goliath have stayed in third place with 15 points. But we had the most fun. They, we did. You certainly did. But tied oh. in second and first places are the winning team in the hive mind. Death round, death round, yeah. death round. I'm um, wondering whether we should do a tiebreaker. We've never yes. done yes. that. Let's have a tiebreaker. Okay, much. we should ask the question. She, we should, we, yeah, Layla never did yeah. her uh, no, cultural one. Layla, Layla can ask her, Layla, her, her yeah. cultural question, Deborah. Okay, all right. This is fingers on buzzers. If anyone in the audience knows it, then you just go buzz and you say the answer. Winning team, same deal, only you've got a buzzer. Yeah, I'm okay. ready. Are we ready? We're ready. Okay, so as I said, I'm originally from Somalia. So in Somalia, we have a very symbolic fruit. Does anyone know what that fruit is? Yes. Yes. Banana. Banana? Somalia. (laughs) What is the symbolic fruit? Banana. Sorry, winning team. Okay, so what was the... 
eat, what's the symbol of the banana? We eat it with everything, with the rice, with everything. We fry it, we cook it. But we get very offended if people don't actually serve us banana with our meals. Oh. And actually... Planting. Planting. No, 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 no. I'm Somali. <laughs> I'm Somali. This is what the show Stay in your lane, Venezuela. <laughs> Stay no, in your lane, Venezuela we should be the new name also, of the show. <laughs> Welcome to Stay in your lane, Venezuela. Deborah Francis White. That is what I'm going to get t-shirts that say global pillage on the front and on the back just Stay in your lane, Venezuela. So could we have the final scores, please? Let's search wait. Well, after that tense and really peculiar tiebreaker. <laughs> very, very weird. Uh, the high mind of one with 40 points. Oh, the winning team. I'm so sorry. The winning team, you were robbed right at the end then, but you it's are okay. the runner-up team yeah. and also you, the winning And amongst team. the teams, you are the, we're winning, the winning team. <laughs> So it's solitary sea breams for our losers, but all sorts of delightfully curly thoughts for our winners. And I'll leave you with the Sudanese proverb, a large chair does not make a king. That's why I'm reclining on this chaise long. <laughs> Please give it up for Bishkei Ali. Phil Wang. Leila Hussein. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.